Before Amy and Billy start this episode they would like to warn all listeners, especially young and sensitive ones as they will be discussing some quite disturbing matters. Let the show go on. Listen at your own risk. You have been warned. Hi and welcome to our first episode. My name's Amy and my co-host Billy. Billy. <laughs> yeah, and this is our first episode. Ever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we start. We thought we'd start off lightly by telling some jokes. So my friend Billy googled some murder jokes, and we thought, yeah. no, maybe um, I know. I don't know. Dark humor is kind of fun sometimes. So. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to yeah, tell the I first joke? Off, but... Yeah. Uh, my therapist told me that time heals all wounds, so I stabbed him, and I will wait. <laughs> uh, okay, next one. A priest asks the convicted murderer at the electric chair, any last requests? Yes, replied the murderer. Will you please hold, please hold my hand? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's something I would do if I was being killed. Yeah, because then you don't get like, yeah, one it's, last like, yeah, victim. It's funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Uh, what is killing your friend called? A homicide. Whoa, I feel like we should edit in some applause there. That yeah. was funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I like my Oreos how I like my victims. Drowning. <laughs> I can just, I don't know, I can just picture this person dipping their Oreos in milk and then shoving someone off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This next one is amazing. Yeah, but it's a little dark. But okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, why did the orphan commit mass murder? To be on top of the wanted list. <laughs> okay, well, that is funny, not gonna lie. <laughs> it's so, so dark. So, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Worst jokes ever. Okay, that's the website name. That's funny. Okay. Why is it when women decide to kill an unborn baby, it's a, quote, choice, but when I decide to drive my F1250 into a playground full of kids, it's called murder. <laughs> okay. Enough yeah. with the jokes. With yeah, the so we're jokes. gonna start with the serious stuff yeah. now. Okay, let's yeah. go. The year was 1975, and the state of California was just as shaken as the rest of the country by the attempted assassination of their 38th president, Gerald Ford. They were promised calm and life without worry, that they would be safe in the hands of the police, thinking peace would soon be restored. Little did they know the horrific acts would not end, at least not until 1981, and by someone least expected. On the 11th of September 1975, Elizabeth Huff went to bed as she would any other night. A few hours later, at approximately 2am, she was awoken by an intruder. Held at gunpoint, she she was told she would be taken and mustn't make a sound, or else she would die. Her father, Claude Snelling, confronted the masked intruder, but instead became the victim himself when he was shot twice, once in the shoulder and the second shot being vital. Elizabeth wondered for many years after the incident if there was anything she could have done differently to avoid her father's death on the way to the hospital. The intruder in this case got his nickname as the Vesalia Ransacker after 104 burglaries or attempted burglaries in the close-by area of Vesalia during the years between 1973 and 1976. 
Welcome to our true crime podcast, The Psycho Behind, where we will discuss the scientific and psychological aspects of deadly crimes. Today, we, your hosts Amy and Billy, are going to talk about one of America's most infamous serial killers, the Golden State Killer. This murderer tortured and spread fear among people for 12 years, between 1974 to 1986, but was eventually caught caught by the police by using new technology. Unfortunately, the arrest occurred too late and he had already managed to brutally kill 13 people, burglarised 120 homes and raped 50 people. This is a story about how dogs were beaten to death with a log, just like the people he killed, while raped their mothers. He locked children in the in the bathrooms or tied them to the headboards. In this week's episode, we will not go into full detail about every crime he committed because we want to mainly focus on how he got caught and how the psychological aspects of the criminal made him who he was. The Golden State Killer was arrested by the police and taken into custody in April of 2018 and sentenced to life in prison without parole in August of 2020. The man behind the many nicknames and horrific crimes was Joseph James D'Angelo Jr., Joseph grew up with a father in the Navy and a mother who took care of him and his three siblings. His parents' names were Joseph De- <laughs> Joseph James D'Angelo, sir. No. Yes. Senior. Senior, yes. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the SR confused me, yeah. Why did they have such similar names, though? Like, why are they both? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't personally name my no. child after myself. No. <laughs> you know, if that's what you want to do, then go for it, I guess. He might become a serial killer, but what do I know? <laughs> And his mother's name was Kathleen Louise Bozanko. I don't know how to say her last name. Sounds kind of funny when yeah, I say it. Yeah, but the first name is pretty. Yeah, pretty I like Kathleen. Yeah. yeah, and Louise as well. Yeah. Joseph Jr. grew up following his father to military bases in Germany and the United States, but they eventually settled in settled in Rancho Cord- Cordova. Why such weird names? I, <laughs> I got this paragraph anyway. <laughs> uh, in California. His father later left Joseph Jr. with his mother and siblings. At age 23, he got together with a 19-year-old girl named Bonnie. They were together until Joseph proposed and Bonnie rejected this proposal. (laughs) When the Golden State Killer case became public, so did her life, almost a century later. The reason her life was open to the public eyes because of Joseph. Joseph? Darn it! (laughs) The PH... I don't know. Anyway. Okay. During one of his home invasions, when Bonnie learned that the attack had broke down and wept on his victim's pillow during the 37th home invasion after the rape and pseudonymy of the Davis woman, her horror increased and became more personal. I quote, I hate you, Bonnie, end quote, the rapist wept to the woman the night in July 1978, according to the victim. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, he'd said. The reason her life was open to the public eyes because of Joseph, during one of his home invasions, the low point became when the London Daily Mail ran a story with Bonnie's photo and the lurid headline, Is this the woman who broke the Golden State Killer's heart and sparked his murderous rampage? A Joseph James D'Angelo Jr. has a history of faking mental illness and physical debilitation. One prosecutor said, quote, Monday during a plea deal hearing, during his statement to the court, Sacramento Country Deputy District Attorney Fienview, I don't know, I just say guess. Oh. <laughs> that was his last name, okay. <laughs> Law enforcement repeatedly observed D'Angelo's manipulative behavior. Um, he became a police officer in 1973 and was fired in 1976 when he was arrested for shoplifting. When apprehended by security, 
Poe said the Angelo faked a heart attack, quote, rolled around, end quote, and screamed, end quote, screamed incoherently, end quote. He later admitted to deputies that he just, uh, quote, he just pretended to act crazy to avoid getting in trouble, end quote, Poe said. The fact that he pretended to be crazy yeah, just to, like... That kind of shows that, you know, he's capable of being a killer. Like, who acts mentally, like, crazy to... I blame the pause on Mr. Tackle. <laughs> You're hearing this later, so this is all your fault. <laughs> okay. Sorry, yeah, but I, I think it, we are going to discuss some of the, like, names you have now. So Yeah, okay. Um, in Sweden, we are often... Yeah, we are from Sweden. Yeah. You didn't so, hear that. Yeah, yeah if accent. you didn't know, we're from Sweden, so this is a typical Swedish expression that is used. Yeah. Uh, in Sweden, we often use the expression which directly translates to English means... A loved child has many names. Um, the Golden State Killer certainly had many names, although he certainly wasn't loved. Uh, some of the nicknames he went by during the, his years of crime activity were Visalia Ransacker, East Area Rapist, East Side Rapist, East Bay Rapist, Diamond Knot Killer, Night Stalker, later on called the Original Night Stalker. Uh, he was also called I don't know how to like Eron's. I don't yeah. know. I think maybe it's like because it's in all caps. I think it's just um, like a shortened yeah. version of something. Yeah. And the Greek bed killer. The fact that he has so many nicknames concerns me. I mean, yeah. he was a serial killer, but like, how yeah. many nicknames can one have? Gosh. I don't know. Yeah. And it's also like like they didn't like think it was the same person. They yeah, just thought it it's was crazy. Different. That's so many different like people or identities of yeah. someone can be the same person. Like he's yeah. had an insane amount of nicknames. Yeah. And of course, the infamous name Golden State Killer was his last. Yeah. Uh, like most murderers or criminals, his crimes became more aggravated as he went on, therefore explaining the many, the many different nicknames. During the years 19... 1973. Yeah. Yeah. In 1976, he burgled houses under the name Visalia Ransacker. He had a he had the name East Area Rapist. Mm-hmm. In 1976 to 1979, uh, later called the Night Stalker, 1979 to 1986, which was changed to the original Night Stalker as the other name was taken by. Richard Ramirez. Yeah, we we need to do him. Yeah, we so. yeah. I mean, I guess we could do him next or something. I don't know because yeah. that's also in a very interesting case. Yeah, the Night Stalker. I started um, watching a documentary on it, but my mum was like, "No, Amy, don't watch that. It's too scary." So I stopped watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also like. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Um, go watch it or don't. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but now I'm going to talk about his arrest. So Okay, yes. Uh, the Golden State Killer was finally arrested in 2018. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the That's, time. Yeah. yeah. That's so. quite recently, though. Like, yeah. the fact that he's been doing so many criminal things under such a long period of time and still yeah. hasn't got caught. Well, he did four years ago, but, like, yeah, still. but That's still, like, not that long ago. Yeah. Um, he was caught using genetic technology. This sparked a discussion about genetic secrecy and how much information law enforcement has access to when it comes to the privacy of individuals, let alone how the self 
Policing. Yeah, policing. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these words are so hard. Yeah. Why did we write it like this? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, models of testing <laughs> companies should be handling their sensitive information as well as inform their customers about their policies. Uh, once D'Angelo was arrested, prosecutors would only state that they had utilized family tree searches to identify the killer's relatives and, and then identify D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. A, detec- de- uh, a detective <laughs> acknowledged shortly after the investigation team had taken sperm from a rape kit to create a DNA profile, which was then uploaded to a GED match, yeah. an online platform used by general public to retrace their ancestors. Uh, prosecutors did not reveal that the genetic material from the rape kit was sent, first sent through family tree DNA, which, was, which created a DNA profile and enabled law enforcement to set up a false account to search for correspond- corresponding mm-hmm. uh, customers. <laughs> what else <am> is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> When that generated only just a far off lead, a civilian genetics Genetist. Working to help investigators upload the forensic profile to MyHeritage. And the MyHeritage search was responsible for tracking down the close family member who helped breaking the the craze. (laughs) The craze, craze, yeah? Yeah, the case. Like, I think it's... How? Like, it was so complicated to catch him. Yeah. And I think it was mainly because he wasn't in, like, police records. Yeah, because he was like a police. Yeah, yeah, that's. And he like he wasn't. I don't think he was arrested for a crime or something. No, before. just the shoplifting part. But I don't think that he probably wasn't in jail or anything for that yeah. long. So I don't so think so. So they didn't have him his DNA. But yeah. it's interesting that you because if you're a serial killer, you cannot escape. Uh, like escape if you get no. Yeah, like if you leave any evidence behind, that they will track you down somehow. I don't yeah. know. Is it still legal for the police to use like um? websites that track ancestors down because like, they I, said that it sparked a discussion so i'm like are they still allowed to do that or not i don't know um, do the websites allow it or is it just not allowed what do i know but i guess it's a very useful resource when yeah you need to but it's someone. also like 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 human rights like i think yeah. it's privacy yeah yeah like i like i if i had like a serial killer in my family and he or she or they got caught like using that I would mean like, oh, that's great because like they should yeah. be in jail. But like, still, it feels like invading. Yeah, yeah, it's like invading privacy, like yeah. using other people's information to get someone else. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of skeptical. Like, you know, it's good that they catch killers with it, but like, isn't really. Yeah. Do we really need it that much? I mean, yes, to kill. <laughs> okay, to find killers, but do we want to leak other people's information for just yeah. one person? Like, is it worth? Yeah, is it worth it? I don't know. I yeah. guess that's what they mean by sparked discussion. Yeah. Okay, continue. Ha- yeah. However, in late 2019, Family Tree DNA, family tree DNA chef ex- exec? Chief Executive. Ex- yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know any of them. Admitted to giving the FBI access in 2017 without realizing the case was being investigated. He claimed it did not violate the company's terms of service which say that it, quote, may be required, end quote, to release personal information to respond to a, quote, lawful request by authorities, end yeah. quote. Okay. But I think it should, like, if the, like, like if the police is like, yeah, we need this. To, like, yeah, I mean, but I then, understand that. 
but yeah. Did but they change their policies? Because they said that in yeah, but like, I don't know. I didn't find like any. No, no, about yeah. That. Huh? I don't know. I guess we'll have to look it up. Or yeah, it was later. actually quite hard to like found to find like yeah. good information. information about him. Yeah. Yeah, because you want like the best and like more most useful, but yeah, and also a trustworthy source. Yeah. you know. Okay, I guess I'll continue then. Ironically enough, while he committed his first known crimes, he was a police officer. An easy way to clean up your own tracks, if you ask me. Yeah, <laughs> if I was a police, you know, that would be. Yeah. Yeah, if I was a serial killer, being a police That's would like be your def- dream, your first Yeah, killer. right. As, hmm. Okay. Anyways, you can also like imagine how other killers think. Like if you're trying to catch someone. Yeah. You could be like just think. Yeah, you like be yourself. like a good like. Yeah. <laughs> Which is concerning, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> D'Angelo was a police officer in the Exeter area in California between 1973 and 1976, which were also the years he committed the burglaries. Yeah. Interesting. Imagine being like, you know, I'm a police officer now. I'm just going to go commit crimes. Yeah. <laughs> to end this all off, we're going to list some of the phone calls the police and the victims of his crimes. Crimes? Yeah, victims of his crimes received yeah. allegedly from the man himself. According to our sources, there are some of the phone calls. On December 2nd, 1977, a man claiming to be the East Area Rapist called the police in Sacramento saying, quote, you're never going to catch me, East Area Rapist, you dumb fuckers. Oops, sorry, I should have... I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going <gonna laughs> to fuck again tonight. Careful, end quote. Yeah, um, I'm going to swear I did not personally say this. This was a killer, okay? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, but this, this is so, like... Uh... Yeah, it's... Mm, uh, yeah. Okay, I guess I'll continue then. This isn't very nice, but... The spine-chilling call was recorded and released to the public. Amazing how they recorded it, though. Yeah, like, it's so smooth. Like, yeah, I... do they have all the calls recorded? Or do they just have... Yeah, that's... Like how do they know when a killer's going to call? Like, yeah, you, they can't, like... It all the cops no or like are they allowed to do that like imagine someone's calling in and be like oh my gosh my husband was murdered well i guess they do record those too don't they like the 911 yeah, calls so. yeah but did he call to 911 or did he call to like the police yeah that's a good question because if it, yeah because if it's like the police office thing yeah then, then it doesn't make sense yeah why me. would they record yeah. all those calls i don't know because it can be like a call from their like their, their wife their husband whatever yeah. anyways their partner <laughs> Anyways, uh, imagine they you accidentally record your wife's call and you're like, hi. <laughs> and you're like, oh, sorry, I thought you were a killer. <laughs> okay. Um, so, another call that was received by the first known rape victim. Yeah, Yet but again, the, how yeah. did she record it? Yeah, but know. also, like, you, I think you forgot to state that his next victim. His next, I forgot to move important information here which was what was it billy i can't find it uh the golden state killer attacked his next victim that very night oh yes right so he was being honest when he said yeah. he was going to attack again another call that was received by the first night rape victim was recorded on january 2nd 1978 the wrong caller first asked for ray is ray there well no he said is ray there <laughs> that was the same evening evening that the victim received another phone call which she identifies identified as her assailant the caller threatened the woman by saying, quote, again, I did not say this, quote, gonna kill you, gonna kill you, gonna kill you, bitch, 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 fucking whore, end quote. We found the real recording of the call, so I guess we'll just edit in here.
call and the things he said like it's so like so disturbing yeah and like where's the empathy 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 yeah so imagine calling someone that you've like that's i can't yeah and like you're already hurt to them like yeah, so much so and then you need to like hurt them even more yeah but i mean i guess if you're crazy then i <laughs> that would be the thing yeah. to do <laughs> that would be the ideal phone call scaring someone to you know yeah and, and this was some you know, some of the like ones we found. yeah we found, like they were like ones. another but these were like the fans we found on yeah i think there were more video. calls that they were like they'd written down but not recorded yeah and we think the recorded ones is like more truthful yeah yeah okay do you want to end this off yeah uh, that was all for this week's episode thank you for listening our hearts go out to all his victims and their families. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, and we want to yeah. give a shout out to um, our amazing, amazing science teacher, Mr. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs>